0: Happy hump day, y'all. Welcome back to Life at Peace. You guys, this is already episode three, and I'm so excited by the support that I've already received this early into the podcast. So thank you all for everyone who's been tuning in and following along with this. This third episode is going to focus on hustle culture. Now, this is something that I brought up briefly in my trailer episode and then again in uh, episode two, which is Peace and the Priorities. And if you haven't already listened to that one, go check it out on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But um, I received a couple of questions after mentioning that topic in those episodes. And so um, there were people who were just not as familiar with it or who'd never heard of it before. And I recently discovered it myself, so I was intrigued to find out some more about it, do some digging so that is what I've chosen for this, uh, the topic of this episode. So the best place to start would be to define hustle culture, and it's essentially the pressure to perpetually hustle or stay busy to maximize productivity in your life. Now, honestly, this on its face doesn't sound terrible. I mean, we associate productivity with good things, like that's a positive connotation, and uh, we tend to usually to casually throw that word around, like. For me, I think of laundry days. Maybe I washed, dried, and folded my laundry all in the same day. Oh my gosh, I'm so productive. (laughs) And like, we just kind of casually use it like that. And so on its face, you know, hustle culture doesn't sound all bad. And to be honest, I do get on a roll, like when I'm checking stuff off my list and uh, just getting things done and seeing progress. And I'm like, yeah, what else can I tackle? Uh, What else can I take on today? The problem, though, is that hustle culture turns productivity into an idol. So Jackie Hill Perry, um, she gave a great description of what an idol is, and it could have been her or her husband, Preston Perry, but one of them was saying that an idol is a good thing made into an ultimate thing. So work and productivity in and of themselves are good. It's good to make progress on things, to check things off, to get your tasks completed, but like every other good thing, there has to be a balance or we'll find ourselves turning that good thing into the ultimate thing in our lives. So where does hustle culture come from? Well, for starters, it's not new. We're not the first group of people to be busy or have distractions or things that come against us every day. But we are the first ones to live with Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and... And all these other platforms that I don't need to mention because you are well aware that they're out there. Heck, I'll even throw LinkedIn into the mix. It's no secret that social media is a giant contributing factor to the hustle culture lifestyle. Everywhere you look, you can see that someone has started a YouTube channel, a blog, um, a, some other side hustle, a podcast, <laughs> Um, But whatever it is, they've chosen to do it in addition to, in most cases, in addition to what their main hustle is or their nine to five or eight to five job that they already do full time. On LinkedIn, of course, I always see posts about people's professional achievements, their latest undertakings, all the commitments they're juggling, and just the fact that they work so hard. But maybe for you, social media is not really the driving force behind the pressure But maybe you're just surrounded by people in your life that are busy all the time and they just go nonstop and that's just what you're used to seeing. So for you, that's just the norm. Listen, all of these things are great. There are plenty of people who are leading busy lives because that's just what the Lord has called them to do and that's the path that they're on. But there are plenty of other people who are just hitching a ride on the bandwagon. People who are joining organizations, starting businesses, taking on extra commitments simply because they think it's the thing to do. Because maybe their friends are doing it, or they'll feel like a failure if they don't. Or maybe these people are searching for fulfillment and purpose through work of all things. And you guys, that ain't it. Hustle culture at its core is a manifestation of insecurity. It's championed by people who feel they have something to prove whether it's to the world or to themselves or both. And so when your motivation for being busy is so that you can show everyone all the things you do and how involved you are and all the, the difference you're making in the world, meanwhile you're dying inside and just crumbling under all the pressure and the expectations that people have of you, then you are doing it for all the wrong reasons. And you may just be running with the hustle culture crowd. So there are a couple of unspoken rules and uh, just understood things about hustle culture. And I wanted to hit on two of them. And so the first one I thought of was that taking breaks or resting is a sign of weakness. Now, I admit um, there are times that I do struggle with um, feeling like I should be doing something productive, even while I'm trying to enjoy my relaxation. So maybe I'll be watching a movie or a show um, or I'll just be scrolling around, messing messing around on my phone. And I will just not have a care in the world. I'll just be happy to do something that's not serious. Then out of nowhere, I'll just think, man, I could be doing fill in the blank right now. And that's absolutely right. The two hours I spend watching a movie could also be used to study or to clean the house or to review my budget or to plan my next podcast episode. But to me, rest is just as important, if not more so, than those other things because if I don't rest, then I won't be able to give my best effort to any other activities. Resting essentially is just a time for our body, mind, and our soul to recharge so that when we come back to whatever we're doing, we can approach it with fresh creativity, fresh ideas, fresh perspective, and we'll be much more productive that way. The irony of hustle culture is that you know, to keep pushing yourself, to keep producing, keep being active, keep getting results is counterproductive. One common thing that happens to people who just run themselves into the ground like that is that they get sick. Um, Their immune system literally starts breaking down because they're not allowing their bodies a chance to recover and to just take in that rest that they so desperately need. And so um, we all have a wall or a breaking point, if you will. It's just that some of us hit it later than others, but we all hit it. The second kind of unspoken rule of hustle culture is that the idea is to get by on as little sleep as possible. So this is kind of piggybacking off the first point, but from what I've experienced, it's sort of a badge of honor almost to function with little to no sleep. And that's weird. The idea is why sleep when you can use those precious hours to get some more work done? (laughs) And so hopefully by now, at this point, you guys are seeing that this is a real and serious problem. And, you know, people that buy into this lifestyle are just workaholics to the extreme. Like their identity is their work. You know, they live to work. <laughs> it's, you know, work is life. It's, it's, it's uh, one and the same. And it's just all types of unhealthy. But I think I know why the no sleep thing persists. So the summer of 2014, this was the summer going into my senior year of high school. I attended drum major camp because I was, I was going to be one of the drum majors for the upcoming school year. And um, it was called Sassy Camp, S-A-S-I. Um, it was held at U of H. Uh, <laughs> and at some point during the camp, one of the leaders uh, shared this motivating little message with us. While you are sleeping, someone's getting better and they're going to take your job someday. Now, I think it was something that he was told while he was in school, so he was really just kind of passing that along to us, but still not cool. I kid you not, for the next several years, anytime I even I felt like doing a having a lazy do nothing kind of a day, that little message would just, you know, creep up into the back of my mind and I just I would feel guilty. For choosing to spend my time doing something for leisure rather than for work or just uh, to be productive in some way, but I've since learned that there is nothing wrong at all with taking a lazy day. Um, It's those are usually my favorite days, (laughs) honestly—the days when I don't have to do anything or be anywhere, but I can just exist. So this brings me into my next point, which is really just about the peace we can experience just by resisting that hustle culture, and that pressure to always be working. In Matthew 11:28, 28, Jesus says, Come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Guys, God gives us the green light for resting, for taking a break. In fact, when God was creating the world, in, in, after um, on day seven, he created the world in six days, and then on day seven, he rested from his work. He didn't rest because he needed to rest. (laughs) He's God. But I believe he did that to show us an example, to set that example for us and that precedent that it is okay to stop what we're doing and just to reflect on the work we've done to enjoy it, and to relax and not feel the need to keep pressing on. We all have moments when we're feeling weary and burdened. And the last thing we should do is ignore those feelings Uh, For the sake of impressing other people who are also running themselves into the ground. So with that, if you're considering starting a business or a side hustle or doing something else in addition to your mainstream of work, then ask yourself why. And if your reason is because it's what most people are doing or you feel like you should, then you should reevaluate. Um, doing something because other people are doing it is never a good reason to start anything (laughs) and it is not going to keep you going, especially during the times when it gets hard and you're not motivated or you don't feel like doing the work to, uh, to keep up that commitment that you've decided to take on. And eventually if you get into something for the wrong reason, you'll start to resent it because you will remember how you felt before you took it on, and you'll realize as you're doing it, if you're not motivated to do it by like for yourself, you'll realize that you're really not interested in it and your heart's not in it. And you're just going to resent the fact that you have to do it, and you'll be looking for any excuse to, uh, to give up or to quit that commitment. Everyone is not meant to be a business owner or an entrepreneur or a content creator or an influencer. Etc. Etc. If you're someone who's content to just go to work, uh, work hard, come home, eat, watch TV, and then go to bed, that's great. That doesn't make you any less important than someone else who has a busier schedule. And people with busy schedules are not more important than you know someone who prefers a simpler life. So the key is to recognize that you have nothing to prove to anyone. The whole You mean, you've heard that whole live to work, work to live thing. Well, in my opinion, work is something that you do. It is not who you are. And it's very important to remember that distinction and to not confuse the two. If you're a Christian, your identity is in Christ first and foremost. So there is absolutely nothing that you have to do to get people to be proud of you or to uh, impress them. Don't waste your time doing any of that. You already matter to Jesus, and that's all that matters. So whatever you do, um, Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, um, work at it with all your heart unto the Lord rather than for human masters. So the key there, and this applies no matter what your busyness level is. So if you're someone who's always running around town with, you know, having appointments and people to meet and clients and such, or if you're someone who just, you know, leads a less busy life, but you still find ways to be productive, that verse, uh, Colossians 3.23, applies no matter what you're doing. The key or the, um, the optimal phrase is whatever you do. So no matter if that's a lot on your plate or if it's not that much, whatever you do, do it with all your heart. My parents often remind me and my sister to just run our race. Meaning we need to concentrate on what we have in front of us and where we're trying to go, not, on, not focus on trying to keep up with the Joneses or do what other people our age are doing or do what we're feeling pressured to do. Everyone has a unique set of circumstances and the you know all anyone can do is just work through those and make the most of what they've got in front of them. Another lesson that God has teaching me in this season of life is that he gives grace to each of us for what he's called us to do. So maybe for the busier people that it seems like they've always got something to do or somewhere to go, people to talk to, maybe for those people, he's given them the grace to lead that kind of lifestyle. He's given them the grace to wear many different hats and to do it well to the point where we see them and they always seem like they've got it together and they're, uh, they keep their cool and they never seem stressed out, which I'm sure they are. <laughs> but when God calls you to do something, he also he doesn't only equip you with, you know, the skills and the knowledge to do it, but he'll also give you the grace to handle it. Uh, maybe it's a lot to some other people, but to you, it's just, you know, it's just fine. And maybe for other people, he, God's given the grace to lead a simpler life. And that's not any less productive. Like you could still be plenty productive and just not have as many things on your plate. But maybe the people leading simpler lives are productive in more subtle and indirect ways. that are not um, as easily seen. So whatever the case, it's important that we remember to not buy into hustle culture and to not give into it. But instead, whatever we do and whatever we choose, whatever path we choose to go on, that we remember to enter the rest and the peace that God has waiting for us whenever we need it. Well, y'all, that concludes episode three. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. As always, be sure to leave a positive review, share this episode with your circle, your coworkers, your friends, family, anyone that you want to hear this. Um, You can also watch the episodes on YouTube. My podcast is also available now on Google. So it's now Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google. And then the YouTube uh, channel is where the videos are, but I will be back again with you guys in two weeks for the next episode. In the meantime, take care of yourselves and I just hope you enjoy the rest of this wonderful week. Take care.